thank you for having us in this morning. Welcome to the 10 a.m. Hey. show. Had, had a beautiful sunrise this morning, right it around 645. Yeah. Gorgeous. John Del Giorno was up and around at Ooh. that point. Now, I got to say, there was a little bit of a chill. We had a lot of feels this morning in the teens. Yesterday's high temperature was around 41 degrees today. We're going to be a little cooler than that at 39. We, of course, will have a big weather and let you know uh, how the week plays out coming All right, up. All right, look forward to that. Plus, new video of the brazen armed robbery inside a Manhattan Gucci store. The search for the thieves who took off with tens of thousands of dollars worth of items. February Black History Month and today a candid conversation with Reverend Al Sharpton. Bill Ritter talked to him about the state of civil rights today and his message to the young people fighting for the same things he was fighting for for decades now. Bill here live in studio with us to talk about his conversation with Reverend Sharpton. Really, really looking forward to that great interview and the new push to include climate change in medical conversations. Dr. Darian Sutton joins us to talk about this one. An interesting conversation. So a lot to get to on this Tuesday, but let's begin with that weather because it looks amazing. So outside. good. And th then you notice everyone's got the big coat yes. on today, right? right? Yes. And and maybe a hat and certainly some gloves as well. So look at that sunshine. It's full on out there and we'll be with us all day long today. 31 degrees, the number that we're at right now, but just look a little bit lower. That's the important number for you. We've got a little bit of an east wind at nine miles per hour, so that's dropped our wind chill to 23 in the city right now. And the wind is only a factor, mostly in coastal areas, including the city. 33 is the actual temperature in Staten Island. We're 30 near the Whitestone, 29 in Sussex. Poughkeepsie this morning started in the teens. Now it's up to 28 degrees. The wind chill there is the same, but look how it's a little cooler on Long Island than the actual temperature. So 20 is the wind chill in Islip, 23 in Montauk, 22 in Bridgeport. Just be ready for that. As we go through the evening hours here, there's not as much of a difference between the temperature and the wind chill because there'll be a lot less wind. So no clouds. We are clear right now. Big area of high pressure just up to the north of us and sunshine all day long today. Heather, I'm so glad that you are in with us this morning to talk a little bit about some of our troubles that are out there now. Yeah, and do you remember me talking about all the troubles with the subways this morning? We had some unruly passengers. We had fire department activity. We had police activity. Well, the fun has not stopped yet. Here we have the AC, F and G trains. Delays both ways. Earlier debris cleared from the tracks and fire department activity cleared from there as well. But the seven trains delays into and out of Hudson Yards with police activity at 34th Street Hudson Yards. And then those J trains, Broad Street bound and Chambers Street bound delays after a train's brakes were activated on the Williamsburg Bridge. And we do have some trouble spots on the roads. This I've been talking about. I was talking about this since about 4.30 this morning. 1.30 north, Dye Road up to Broadway Road, down power lines. All lanes remain closed down. And for tomorrow, your street cleaning rules are in effect. Mike, over to you. Heather, great to see you here at 10. Thank Always. you. Here are some of the top stories we're following this morning. A 26-year-old man now in police custody for two separate stabbings in Arizona. And now he's being investigated in the death of a 38-year-old woman in a Soho hotel earlier this month. Detectives have been looking for a man who left the hotel wearing the leggings of the woman he apparently left dead in her room. That victim, 38 years old, discovered under a blanket next to a bloody iron. The medical examiner ruling her death a homicide. So far, no charges have been filed in the case. Public hearings are underway for the proposal to replace the Port Authority bus terminal in Midtown. Earlier this month, officials unveiled their $10 billion plan to tear down the current terminal and build a new state-of-the-art facility. 
We're going to have a live report from that hearing at 10:30. There's a planned vote at the United Nations today on a resolution from Arab nations demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. It's likely that proposal will be vetoed by the United States, but the U.S. also proposed a rival resolution that supports a temporary ceasefire. It's linked to the release of all hostages and calls for the lifting of restrictions on humanitarian aid to get into Gaza. If you've been down to the meatpacking district, you've seen all those high-end stores, and this shocking video shows the moment when thieves burst into one of them, a Manhattan Gucci store, and made off with more than $50,000 worth of goods. And these thieves are still on the run. Eyewitness News reporter Phil Tate is live in meatpacking with the very latest, and he's right outside the store. Hi, Phil. Hey, yeah, well, they are still on the run, and police want New Yorkers to keep their eyes open for that trio of suspects that they say robbed this Gucci store right behind me just around noon yesterday. There was complete traffic on this block with a lot of people walking around causing much chaos. Well, today they have released that surveillance video capturing all the mayhem as to what happened just behind those doors. Let's get to that video right away. In this video, it captures those three greedy robbers in the act at the 14th Street store disguising their appearance with their guns drawn. Well, in just a moment, the robber jets to the store merchandise before grabbing everything he could. Well, the other robber follows in similar pursuit, even grabbing a Gucci luggage set. Well, outside the store, the third female suspect is caught on camera who appears to have a gun in hand moments before the three got away. Well, as larceny thefts continue to rise, this all on the heels of Governor Hochul just, just last week discussing efforts to fight retail theft with a unified law enforcement response. But now to not know whether someone coming in the door is going to do them harm or knock them over and sweep the shelves and, and you know, sometimes the shooting, sometimes the knifing, it's got to stop. We have to protect them. We have to protect these workers and send a message. Again, these are the three suspects police are looking for right now. One woman and two men. But police say they got away in a black Honda CRV and headed into New Jersey going through the Lincoln Tunnel. Now the trio of thieves, they got away with over $51,000 worth of merchandise. Now the good news is no shots were fired and no one was hurt. It's the very latest in the Meatpacking District. I'm Phil Tate, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. All right, Phil, thank you for that. Other stories this morning. A massive fire tore through a home in Suffolk County, consuming that home on Dorchester Road in Smithtown. The fire broke out just after 3.30 this morning, but take a look at that scene. Firefighters say it started in the garage and then spread throughout the home. No word if anyone was hurt. And the cause still remains under investigation. Firefighters rescuing a mom and her two kids from a fire at a home in Maspeth, Queens. Take a look at these massive flames as shot through the Citizen app. The flames quickly engulfed the building on 60th Road, then spread to a home next door. Seven people hurt, including two firefighters. All are expected to physically recover. The Red Cross, though, now helping 25 people who were left homeless. There are some serious concerns about proposed legislation for e-bikes and e-scooters in New Jersey. The bill would require owners to register them with the state and provide proof of insurance. However, 
Right now, there is no insurance available in the state for e-bikes, and it could take years to develop a program. Transportation advocates also say it would be a barrier for low-income people who use bikes and scooters instead of cars. Happening right now, New York cops looking for this man. They say he's the suspect in a deadly stabbing of a bouncer at an East Williamsburg bar earlier this month. Police say an employee tried to squeeze past a couple of customers at the Garden Bar and Grill. Well, that sparked an argument between the two customers, which turned physical. When the bouncer, 61-year-old Lawrence Hopkins, tried to break it all up, he was stabbed in the neck. Police found him sitting outside the bar, bleeding to death. Mm. There has always been a conversation to be had about music venues, restaurant venues, places where people live, the combination of the two, and yeah. a popular uh, Brooklyn music venue has now been shut down after dozens of complaints. But how many people did those complaints come from? There's so many questions. The bands who hope to play there and their fans are scrambling to figure out what they're going to do next. Department of Buildings inspectors showed up at St. Vitus Bar in Greenpoint last Friday as a band, as the band was was mid-concert, one band, mm -hmm. mid-concert, and then had to shut down. Uh, officials say they've received more than a dozen complaints about the venue and say it was operating legally. The Department of Buildings says the building only has a permit to be used as a commercial store or machinery storage. Inspectors say the building was issued the same violation in July of last year, but the issue was never corrected. So it's a continuing ongoing story and the venue's owners posted on their Instagram page explaining what happened last Friday night. They're also saying that they're trying to work through the issues as quickly as possible. They advised fans to keep an eye on their social media pages for venue changes. But for any bands that had upcoming shows, um, they've been trying to actually help them find another place to go. They have a helpful member of the city council um, that is trying to help them get through this process as well. So there's a lot more to talk about this story. Yeah. yeah, I went to their page and they do have a number of other venues so that people who bought tickets in advance, they now know where they're going to go yeah. to that particular concert. So, all right, check it out. Still to come here at 10 o'clock this morning, a crazy story that you're not going to want to miss. You're going to hear from a New York City woman who put $50,000, she says, in a shoebox and handed it to a complete stranger. She says she thought it was to protect the rest of her assets. Instead, it was all part of an elaborate scam. You'll want to hear this story because it's not as far out there as you think it might be. Plus, a major merger for two credit card companies. What the acquisition deal between Capital One and Discover could mean for what's in your wallet. See, that's a tagline. Our Bill Ritter is getting ready to join us here this morning. He sat down with Reverend Al Sharpton for an important and very candid conversation, looking back at the Reverend's life and the world today. Both important names that have certainly been a part of this oh, city for a very yes. long time. Take a look at our skies. We've got a dry day coming today, but there's rain not too far away. We'll time it out for you when we come back. You had people that would compete or argue with you on who was being more inclusive and right. You now have a climate where Donald Trump and them are saying, yes, we are ending inclusion. Yes, we we think it's wrong to say that we're going to do this, that or the other. So I think that the polarizing of the country has made the efforts of now different. This Black History Month, Eyewitness News anchor Bill Ritter sat down with the Reverend Al Sharpton for an important and wide ranging conversation. 
First of all, for the first time, let me officially welcome you to Mornings at 10. This is amazing. I, nice I, I, I was here the first day, but I stood in the background, yeah. and, <laughs> and I don't have to wear a tie. No, it's tie like 10. freedom. It's, it is. No, I like wearing but, a tie, actually. What a great and important conversation. Yeah. I mean, I remember Al Sharpton being kind of in this conversation since the 80s. Uh, in New York, and you, of course, have been here every step of the way. He, he uh, you know, he, he was back then a big figure. Literally, he lost 175 pounds uh, in the in the uh, well, 20 years after the 80s. But he, he, you know, his his impact was so strong, and he made a lot of mistakes. He got a lot of people ticked off at him. He's got a lot of people who like him. So both ways. You said that he was an important figure, and I no question. He is a very important figure in New York. And we're seeing him in a much different way than we normally see him. He's much more introspective, and I know we're going to talk about his reflective tone as we move with our conversation here. But it's interesting because he has a message for all. We see these protests popping up across the country, particularly in the past several months. And he has almost this warning for the younger generation today. Because he had a warning. He had a warning from the widow of Martin Luther King, Coretta mm. Scott King. And she said to him at one point, probably 25 years ago, 20 years ago, hey, don't be so ticked off. Don't be so angry when you speak. Watch the way you do that. Mm. Bring people into the tent. Don't push them away. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of politicians right now mm -hmm. pushing people away, right? Yeah. No, you want to bring them into the tent. So he, he had a, an epiphany and he changed his whole attitude. I said a lot of people don't like it. Well, he had a lot of controversies back then. Fewer now. He is more like the guru <laughs> uh, of, of, of civil rights now. Well, you know what? Let's hear a little bit of this interview. Yeah. Um, I asked Sharpton about the state of civil rights, especially given what we are uh, celebrating this month. And while so much has been accomplished, he worries, he said, about the movement that exists today to try to wipe out hard-fought rights. And some are already being taken away. Yeah. Can you say what the state of play is when it comes to civil rights, especially as we talk about Black History Month? I think that we are in a very precarious state, and I think things have happened of late so quickly that we don't even realize the like peril that we're in. We have, in the last year, lost affirmative action by the Supreme Court. They've chipped away Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. They've taken away women's right to choose, all within the last year to 18 months. And I think people don't realize the impact of that. Because out of losing affirmative action, you now have a proactive movement in DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So if you take away a lot of the meat of the Voting Rights Act, you take away affirmative action and DEI, which is the economic parts Dr. King and others in the 60s fought for, you have in effect neutralized a lot of the gains of the civil rights movement 50 years ago. Mm. Wow. wow. That's a scary concept. It is. Yeah, it I is. hope a lot of young people who are watching this, this grabs their attention, what he is trying to tell young people right now. He, Pay attention to all that we've lost. Look at what we fought for. Look at what we've lost. And he worries that a lot of young people, especially young blacks in this country, are sort of moving back from wanting yeah. to vote. They, you know, That's they're true. not sure they like either guy and blah, 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 blah. He worries you got to make a decision because mm -hmm. there's two very different paths. Forget all the stuff about people being too old and everything else. What's the concrete, concrete things they're proposing? And he is very worried that a lot of young people are not just going to pass on right. this. Wow. One thing that we was, were very struck by, by watching some of the clips from this interview, is how you mentioned it, introspective, mm -hmm. reflective, how deep you were able to get Sharpton 
<laughs> only you can. I mean, you guys come from the same generation. You have a lot in common. Um, what, what, were your, what were your takeaways from that? You know, I, I think that you guys will see this eventually when you get to a certain age. Um, I, I think you do start thinking differently when you hit a certain age. And you think back, what could I have done differently? We talked about our kids and we spend, uh, you know, not enough time with our kids and we look back and sort of regret that. Sure. And so how do you change that? Mm -hmm. And more importantly, how do you change it for the young people that he talks to? Mm. Um, and that's an important thing for him. I think that he has become more introspective. You can tell it in the way he's talking. Yes. Um, he does have this sense that he is, uh, you know, uh, like a, a kind of a guru about, about civil rights. And he's got perspective to talk about. He wants to do that. And he wants a lot, he has a lot to do before he goes. And I think that that comes across in this interview. And it's so clear that you picked up on that because you ask him a very interesting question with this message about what he would ask himself. Mm -hmm in a previous generation? What yes. he would ask the young Al Sharpton? Exactly, right? and at first I started to say, what, what would you tell young people? I said, well, hold on, you'll see it in a second. Uh, no, it's not about what you would tell. What would you tell the younger Al Sharpton? Mm. And he's got an interesting tale on this. What do you think when you look back on your life? I look back and say that we should have done all of the demonstrations we did, but we should have done it in the spirit of, of reconciliation and explanation so people understand what we were outraged about. And see, people would understand that these laws would protect everybody. I don't think that we were careful enough to say, we're doing this to better everybody, not that because we're angry at you. And sometimes I think our emotions got in the way of our message. It is interesting. People change. We get older. Right. And you do look at your life differently. Right. Right? I mean, and so what do you tell young people? You know what? Better question. What would you tell a young Al Sharpton? I tell a young Al Sharpton that be very, very clear on what is the goal and then deal with how is the best way to get to that goal. And sometimes you might have to use a different style and a different way of speaking to get to the goal. Or are you more caught up in the drama or are you caught up in the end goal? At the end of the day, there's a lot of people I know that's been in civil rights as long as I have that nobody remembers. We only remember the people that really made change. And sometimes they were not as vociferous as we were. Do young generations listen to this wisdom? Is there a path to share that information? Did you listen to your elders when you were young? Oh, yeah, but see, but don't tell me that because I need hope. You know what I well, mean? Well, I, I yeah. think we all do. I think if you do listen to him, and I think young people will, I, you know, listen, he has been at the forefront of all sorts of controversial things recently. The, the, the eulogies he's given to these young black people who have been killed yeah. over the years, yeah. they're incredibly powerful. He knows how to speak, there's no question. Mm -hmm. He wants to say, look, I, I know where I'm coming from here. Understand what this is about. And the fact that he says, here's where the mistakes we made, here's where we're gonna change it, here's where I wanna change it, you know, that's, that's heavy stuff. And I think that that's gonna resound, I think, to people, I, redound to people, I do. I really believe that. I think the young people will listen to him. They have respect for him. Yeah, it seems like he's saying, just be more mindful about the message. Don't let it get muddied in the rage. Right. That's kind of right. where, where yes. exactly. got exactly right. what he said. Exactly that's beautiful. Right. Bring people into the tent, don't push them away. And yeah. I think a lot of people who protest when they're younger, I think we went about that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. I think we went about, yeah. we're not bringing people into the tent. We did what a mistake 
we made with that. Well, and then with different hairstyles throughout the generations oh. too, and all that that you have on your social media, you yeah. know, just to marking those different occasions. Then you think back to all the times that all the people were marching and what we can learn from those generations past. It's a fascinating discussion, and it's not just a couple of clips. Right, we've no, got no. more this, through this the day on hour. shows, right? Uh, okay. We have a four o'clock piece on it, we have a five o'clock piece, and then after that we're putting everything, that by this afternoon, we're putting everything uh, on our website, all of our platforms. It was a half hour, and we're, we've cut it down to 22 or 23 minutes. Oh. We're finishing it as soon as I get off the air here. <laughs> um, so it's tight, but uh, it's, really, it's really great. And everyone's had your reaction. Uh, so I'm, I'm feeling good about that. I think he is being very honest in a way that we've not heard Al Sharpton That's before. the thing. Yeah. We haven't seen him this way. Yeah, we haven't. Right. Oh, looking yeah. forward to it. Great to have you. Thanks. Yeah. I like this without the tie. Yeah. Got, I you look good. It's good. Tie 10. Have you, you've heard about this wild story, right? Oh, 50 yes. grand in a My goodness. What is going on here? Mm. Apparently a woman gave it to a stranger, and she was doing so to protect her assets. How did she fall victim to this incredible scam? That's what she says happened. We'll have the story and the warning still ahead. Plus, your chance to make your mark on the new Port Authority bus terminal. This is a long time coming. As the transit hub gets ready for an overhaul, we are talking about how you can make your choices known. Well, if you hear my voice, I must be talking about weather. Take a look at those skies. We're looking at some pretty good-looking sunny skies right now. But what happens with our temperatures this week? That's all to come. Okay, now to the story that we have been talking about. Mm. All morning long, have we not? Yeah. Just because it was so shocking, and I think it still is at this point. Agreed. Um, and we're talking about Prospect Heights resident Charlotte Cowles, a columnist for New York Magazine's The Cut, mm -hmm. wrote a now viral article titled The Day I Put $50,000 in a Shoebox and Handed It to a Stranger. Wow. Which, the headline right there, I mean, it's just wild. So here's what Charlotte says. Back in October, scammers called her pretending to be with Amazon, telling her that her account was compromised. Right. She then got transferred to somebody claiming to be with the Federal Trade Commission. That person told her that she was the victim of identity fraud. Then the phone call that led to a fake CIA agent who told her a warrant was out for her arrest. Now, as landish as this sounds, remember that we have Nina on the set on the regular talking about how True. complicated these scams get involved and what would you do? Would you be clear of mind if this was you? It only gets crazier as we continue with the story. She says they told her to take $50,000 from her bank to protect her assets, right? Because they believed they were compromised or they were telling her that they were. And she that she should uh, come by and put it in a shoebox and an SUV would come by to pick it up. They warned her not to tell anyone and they said everyone is a suspect in this case. He knew my social security number, the last four digits. He knew my birthday. He knew my address. He knew that I lived with my husband and son. And he told me that my identity had been stolen by a criminal organization. He told me that in order to avoid arrest, I would need to cooperate with their investigation. The thing that made me kept keep going was that they had so much information about my family and they made it very clear that my family was potentially in great danger. So just imagine hearing that. Charlotte, mm. says, Charlotte says she filed a police report in hopes it'll prevent others from being scammed. The NYPD also issued a reminder to New Yorkers. Officials will not call you for money. But again, I'm not sure, given that 
heavy pressure. They transferred her several times, she says, to people who got on the phone. Yeah. How clear of mind can you be? After taking into account the story, you know, all morning long and like really thinking about it at this moment, I'm remembering a call that I got. The person knew my current address, they knew my previous address, and they said they were gonna come to my current address to collect whatever they thought I had that belonged to them. And I remember how much that scared me. I didn't mm -hmm. act on it, mm -hmm. but I, I, I remember that fear. Yeah, and so here's the thing that we don't think about because now we're so used to making a post and we're talking about where we pick up our kids. Mm -hmm. We're talking about where they're dropped off. Mm. We're talking about where we're going on vacation. So if a scammer has information that you think, oh, this is information I don't really share with people. Yeah. Folks, I'm telling you that you do. You share a lot more and a professional scammer can look at all of your social media, your kids' social media, your dogs, you know, your, your pet's social media mm. that you put out and, and learn a lot about your life that will shock you when they know what you don't think Geo they Geotagging, when, right. when you post photos from your home. So just be yeah. super careful. Be mindful. All right.